We're beginning the third week of Rivers and Commerce. We'll be focusing now on financing and loans between Jews and non-Jews. And if a Jew takes a loan from a non-Jew and passes it on to another Jew, and uh, along with the idea of being a guarantor between a Jew and a non-Jew. So we're on page 56 of the booklet. And the sugi begins in Ezeu Neshech, fifth paragraph of Bav The idea of somebody who borrows money from a non-Jew and then wants to pass it on to another Jew. So Tanar Abonon, the Brayso begins, Malvi Yisrael Ma'isav Shal Nachri Midas HaNachri. Person is allowed to lend the money of a non-Jew to another Jew if he has the knowledge of the Jew, the original non-Jew that he took it from. Avloimidas Yisrael, but not with the the knowledge of the Jew. The Gemara will explain. Ketzad, has this work? Yisrael shalavu moismen anochri beribis. If a Jew borrowed money from a non-Jew with interest, we'll call this first person. This first borrower will call him Ruvain. and he wants to return it to the non-Jew. Another Jew, whom we'll call Shimon, the second borrower, he bumps into Ruvain, and he tells him, namely, give me those money, and I will give to you the same, let's say you borrowed $100 with interest, you're supposed to be paying back 120 to the non-Jew, so I'll take the $100 from you, and I'll pay the 20 to the non-Jew. So the Gemara, that is Aser. If they went together, Reuven and Shimon went together to the non-Jew, and they, the the money was passed on from Reuven to Shimon in the presence with the permission of the non-Jew, I think more later we'll, we'll be more specific and say that the non-Jew actually takes the money back and gives it over to Shimon. In that case, that's when it is Moter. Likewise, Nochri Shalava, if a non-Jew borrows money from a Jew with ribis, again we'll call the lending Jew, in this case we'll call him Ruvain, and the non-Jew the borrower wants to return it to Ruvain, the lender, another Jew will call him Shimon, bumps into the non-Jew, the non-Jewish borrower, tells the non-Jew to name Lee, give them to me, and I will give them to you, the way I will give return to you the principal and interest, with the same terms that you were supposed to give to the Jew. So in that case, it's mutter. So even though Shimon is going to be paying, is receiving $100 and will be paying ribbis, will be paying back 120 and it's going to be given, it's going to end up back in the hand of Ruvain. So Ruvain, who started off with 100 will be receiving $120 essentially from Shimon. Still, that is permitted because the non-Jew is the one in the middle and he remains the both the lender and the receiver of ribbis from Shimon, we don't make the connection between Ruvain and Shimon. But had the Ruvain, Shimon, and the non-Jew all come together, and in that, and the non-Jew, in the presence of Ruvain, the lender, gives over the money to Shimon, with the terms that Shimon will give money, with the principal and interest to Ruvain, that would be Aser, because there already we see the the original borrower, Ruvain, is now being the lender, straight as if he's lending directly to Shimon. So again, Rashi explains in the first case, why was it Aser? When Ruvain was the borrower from the non-Jew and he wants to pass it on to Shimon, it's Aser, says Rashi, because it's as if, 
it's not the way we see it is that Ruvain is the one lending the money directly to Shimon, even though he's really just passing on the money he got it from the non-Jew, since the non-Jew only lent it to Ruvain, and Ruvain is the one handing it, putting it into the hands of Shimon, and Shimon is being Mechaev himself to pay ribis to Ruvain. So therefore it is Osir, Ruvain is the lender, and Shimon is the borrower with interest, and that is Osir al ribis even though really it's just being to cover the costs of getting the money to of the non-Jew, still it is Osir. So we go to the top of the page, look at Taisvis. Taisvis says, Vim Taimar, my area of Aniela Lecho, Afilo Omar Aniela Lenochri Osir. Why does the Braisa choose a case that Shimon, the second borrower, is telling Ruvain, I will pay you the ribis? And, that, and, and it which seems that that's why it's Osir. The truth is, says Taisvis, that even if he, the Shimon, the second borrower, says, I'm going to pay directly to the non Jew, Still it's Aser, because we'll see later, because the Raisa then continued and said it's only permitted when the non-Jew actually took the money back from Ruvain and gave it over to Shimon. Only that case is permitted, but otherwise it is Aser. Taisus says the reason that is true is because since over here Shimon is borrowing the money from Ruvain, because we don't see the connection between the non-Jew and Shimon. The non-Jew only lent the money to Ruvain, and now Ruvain is lending the money to Shimon, and he's doing so with the deal that he's going to pay back 120 to the guy. says Taisus is Pasha, that that is called ribis. Why? Even had Ruvain, the lender, not owed the non-Jew anything. Still, that would be called ribis. Kivon de mischar halvo neisim lenochio ribis alpiyamalda. Since in the in, in lieu of the loan, the shimon, the second borrower, will be paying the nachri, will be paying the non-Jew ribis, so that is considered ribis because he's doing so al pi hamalva. Hariyukinaisilamalva. That is as if he's giving it directly to the malva. The neisilamalva atzmamidin orif. That is the halach of arvos, the guarantorship, makes it. That if Ruvain is giving money to Shimon, even if he does not owe Nanju any money, Ruvain is giving his own hundred dollars to Shimon, and he tells Shimon, "Don't pay me back a cent, but you're gonna have to give back 120 to this non-Jew." Says Taisus, the din of Ariv makes it that that would be ribis. The din of Ariv is that if I tell somebody to give money to someone else, it's as if you're giving it to me. That's the din of Arvus, the guarantor pays back the loan because the loan was given based on his guarantee. So it's as if the money was given to him. So likewise, if Ruvain gives money to Shimon and says you have to pay back the money with interest to a non-Jew, and uh, it's the same that would be if he says to another Jew, either way, if he says you have to give back the principal plus interest, even though he's not getting anything from it, all of the money is going to someone else, that is considered ribis based on arvus. So that's Taisa's question, why to pick this specific case? And Taisus gives a answer that it's basically lavdavka, and the it was just based on the structure of the brisa that he chose this case. But the dinim remain true, that even if the deal had been that Ruvain, the first lender, would be giving the money to Shimon, and Shimon is going to pay the principal with interest directly to the non-Jew, still would be also based on the din of arvos. So we see here that if a Jew borrows from a non-Jew and passes that loan over to another Jew, and that second Jew, Shimon, is going to pay back the loan with interest to the non-Jew, we consider that to be ribis, and that would be completely forbidden. 
So that brings us to page 57, which is the Shulchan Aruch, Sinum Kuf Samaches, in Yeridea, Sif Aleph. Yisrael Shalavah Mois Migoi Baribis, a Jew who borrows money from a non-Jew with ribis, we'll call him Ruvain, and he wants to go return it to the non-Jew, and his friend, will call him Shimon, says, tells the Ruvain, to namely, give me those money, and I will give money to the non-Jew, in the same terms that you're giving it to him, also that is forbidden, even if the second Jew, Shimon, writes his own contract up with the non-Jew, and he gives a mashkin, so there's no chance that the that Ruvain, the first borrower who is now becoming the lender, will end up paying the Kabbalah the guy, and still he pays, and he also he pays the ribbus directly to the guy. Still, that remains Aser, and says the Ramah, This is considered ribbus Raisa, and any money that Shimon pays to the guy, we will go back to Ruvain and take it away from him. Any interest, any extra interest that's paid. Is considered Rebbe's Ksutza, and it is Bezdin will be will, will force Ruvain to pay it back to Shimon. Vuadin says the continues the Mechaberim Yisrael Hayichayev Mois Beloy Ribis. If the Jew owed money without Ribis, he usually didn't that the same din the same din would apply. Even if they went and stood next to the non-Jew, for Amar Loi, and he told him. Even if they stood there with, by the non-Jew and the Jew and the non-Jew instructed Ruvain to give the money over to Shimon, and you will be Potter, and I will set up my own terms with Shimon. So he's telling Ruvain, you will be Potter and give the money over to Shimon. And I'll deal with Shimon. Still, it is Aser because the money is going directly from Ruvain to Shimon, as the Taz explains in Sukkot Aleph. Even though the Shimon is going to be paying the ribis, the Karen and the ribis directly to the guy, still it's also it's comparable to If Reuven will tell Shimon, I'll lend you money with the condition that you're going to give ribis to a non-Jew, even if the Malva does not owe the guy anything, even if Reuven owes nothing to the guy. Still, since he's making up the terms with Shimon that he's going to pay back the principal with interest to anyone, as we see from the Torah. So again, we see that if a Jew borrows money from a non-Jew and he passes on that loan to a second Jew, that Jew may not pay any ribis. Not only can he, can't he give it to the Jewish lender, he cannot even make up to give the ribis to the original non-Jewish lender, that will be considered Ribas Ketsutza. Any money that is paid will be will be taken away. Bezdin will force the lender, meaning the first borrower, Ruvain, to pay back any Ribas, any extra money that was given, that Shimon gave on behalf of the loan that he took. Okay, we'll stop here.